first class trip across the Atlantic. Make sure you put them laces out. I've been out and about, and I'm loud, cause I found another sound, and I'll pound on the ground for my guys across the pond. Kick is matter, that's their song. Trust me when that word is gone. Y'all can clap, clap, sing along, but. On a wheel, they got some real deal analysis Take the wheel, I think I feel like a catalyst For this build, you know your boy is never out of it Matter of fact, I think I'll go and win a championship KMWO, KMWO, man you know how this go Yeah, KMWO, kick his matter world order Man, y'all already know, let's go Right, hello everyone, welcome along to the Kickers Matter Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined by one of my co-hosts tonight. How are you going, Tim? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, Mr. Happy can't join us. He's um, he's, pro- he's probably still upset with me, but I, I love you really, Jamie. I'm, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I um, upset your league. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was sincere. Jamie, when you listen. I do love him. He knows I love him. Um, but, yeah, um, we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> let's go to the uh, Steve Rains snack corner. So, Tim, what have you got tonight? I've got a little bottle of Bud, if that uh, if that counts as a snack. i um, got some cool. Maltese bunny minis that I've stolen off my daughter. Um, okay. And then I've got a caramel and pecan chocolate bar. Very nice. I've um, well, I'm going to start with the bad one first. I've got a Sainsbury special penguin bar. Um, Nice. Well, (laughs) is it really? It's chocolate. It's (laughs) chocolate, mate. And I've um, started to work my way through the missus's gin. So I'm about three quarters, (laughs) not tonight, but I'm about three quarters of the way through the bottle of gin um, that I bought to replace the other one I drank. So. I mean, I think she needs to be a bit quicker, really. She does, to be fair, or or have more bottles in. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, it's only because I've got no beer, so. I, but you know, it'll do. It's, it's it'll do. Um, so tonight we're going to run down a little bit of the news. Not a lot. There's, everyone's leaving the Jags, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, and then we're going to look at last year's rookies and their their current ADP in a startup and um, what we sort of think of it, really. Yeah. So news-wise, as I said, everyone's leaving the Jags. Um, I think the funniest thing to come out of this was uh, Leonard Fournette's tweet of uh, Fresh Prince. <laughs> it was brilliant. Where he's just on his own. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant, and yeah, I bet that's how he feels. Because I'm, I'm other than DJ Chark, he's got Gardner Minshew. That's about it. Foles will be out. Um, don't know where Foles can go to be to be honest i i don't think he'll be going anywhere falls no? because of them I, I i think if he does i think it's going to be like a brock osweiler deal so when the texans signed him to a massive contract um they then traded him to the browns and the second round pick just to get the cap space <laughs> off of their book um so i think if anyone's going to do it it's going to be that type of deal I don't see anyone doing it, and I don't care. Sorry, Jamie. I don't care what you say. Nick Foles is not a good quarterback, and I said this a year ago, what would happen, that they would regret it. And I don't care. He only played one snap or whatever, and then he got injured, and then he come back about week eight or nine. I can't really remember. Um, But he's not a good quarterback, and I don't think Gardner Minshew is either. So That is a big steaming pile of crap over there sorry to any Jags fans it's it is you've got you've we got Jags, twice Jags glass there um, <laughs> you're all about the Jags today for that glass um, to, it, it, it's, a, it's just a bit of a mess um, yeah. 
they're not blessed with a load of cap pick, uh, draft picks. I think, did they get one for Ramsey or two? Yeah, they got. Did they, did they get a first rounder for Ramsey? I think they got a first rounder, and um, but to me, there's there's not a lot to to really build around. So I'm staying clear of a lot of Jags. Players that I'm, not, I'm only I'm interested not. in Leonard Fournette, and I've probably dropped him a little bit in rankings because of this. All of this, um, I mean, Leonard Fournette is most valuable when that defense is at, was at its peak. Really, I know he, done, yeah. he had a very good season last year catching the ball, but when that defense was at its peak, um, the offense had a lot more time um, yeah. on the field. So. I mean, Leonard Fournette, that's the only thing I'm interested in. Potentially Josh Oliver for a, down the line in a dynasty league. Um, I've got a lot of Josh Oliver shares. For oh, somebody I, who's I, just I, said I'm not drafting anyone from the Jags, I've got a lot of Josh Oliver shares. No, I think, I think he's a good... Put it this way, I, I saw something the other day um, and I agree with it. I want all of last year's tight end class over this year's. Yeah. So you give me Josh Oliver, you give me Dawson Knox, you give me Jay Sternberger. Um, I want them over any of them in this draft class. This draft class is not a good tight end class. And I know Albert O had a great 40, but that was it. The gauntlet drill he done was awful. Um, and he's just all, all around, like, he, he is very quick as a tight end as it is, Albert O, but. He's very immature. Um, it's a, it's just a bad tight end class. I would I wouldn't get involved in it. In, would you have Moss over Sternberger? No. Okay, I want all of last year's tight end class over this year's. I'm I'm all for it. I'm not I'm not in I'm not interested in like I, I really like Foster Moreau. He's someone I'm targeting in a lot of leagues. Darren Waller's been here, there, everywhere. He's been with the Ravens before. Um, I know he had a good season last year, but Moreau started taking vulturing touchdowns really towards yeah. the back end of last year. So Foster Moreau's someone I'm really targeting. Um, shout. It's going to be interesting because well, you've got a free agent. I know we've sort of gone off the subject here, we've got the Jags, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting with Titans because Austin Hooper's no way going back to the Falcons. They just can't afford him. Um, so Ebron. What's for the Falcons? No, it could do. He's he's not going to cost a lot. It'd make Jamie happy. <laughs> I, I think who, you know, well, he's a bad tight end. Sorry, he doesn't catch the ball very well. <laughs> but there you go. Um, Austin Hooper, I, I think he's going to go to the Packers, if anywhere. Um, don't think it's a great landing spot at all. Um, hurts uh, Jay Sternberger as well, if he goes there. Um the Patriots would be the best spot because it looks like Hunter Henry's going to get franchise tag now. Don't get that either because the Chargers I don't get like, it. They're, they're blowing everything up and now they've decided, okay, we're going to franchise tag our tight end. Don't get that. Um, I, don't, I don't get some of these teams. I find them very weird, a lot of them. It's going to be, for me, quarterbacks are so interesting now as well, like where these quarterbacks are going to go. Like I put something out earlier. The, the Panthers seem to be blowing it all up as well. Another team that looked like they're blowing yeah. it up. Um, and I mean, I, I would find it very interesting if Jameis Winston went there. And I, I, I personally would have Kurt Samuel very high if Jameis Winston went there. Same. Um, um, I um, it, you, he could produce Godwin type numbers. Yeah. You know, I, that's I, I the think come from last he's year. More of a deep threat, though. He, I, I think DJ Moore would be the Godwin, and I, I think Kurt Samuel would be Mike Evans in the offense. Yeah, you're probably right. I think my comparison was because DJ Moore's the number one now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whereas, and same as Evans was last year, so it's... I'm just thinking more of their roles. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. That's That makes sense. Just my, my point on Hunter Henry, I see I, I see the Chargers moving up the draft board because they know as well as anyone, if, if you're going to if, if you're gonna pay a tight end a load of money, it's because he's going to get a load of targets. And the one thing that targets tight ends are rookie quarterbacks. 
So they're going to they're going to do some moves. I, I I genuinely think so. They've got to pay some people as well. Hasn't Ingram got to get paid? Um, I think Bose has got to get paid. So they've got to pay out some money. But Gordon Eckler. Well, I think I think Gordon's done. I think Gordon's yeah. done. Um, but um, I, I don't. There's there's some very weird teams in the NFL. I mean, I don't get what they're doing. Um, yeah. So I mean we'll see we'll see what's going to go on but um well, that, that is kind of the news really there's not really a lot more news floating <laughs> around um, apart from it's just teams I, I suppose you saw the video of Brady yeah I think um, he's staying I think it's just all I, games I think it's all the, I think it's all games I, I think he stays for another, I think he'll stay for one more year and then call yeah. it a day um but we'll, well I mean we'll see I just, that's a the very Raiders one on. Yeah, I can, you, you can understand that, can't you? Moving to Las Vegas and, you yeah. know. I um tell you what on that. Um, Renfro, new, new Edelman, if that's the case. Yeah, definitely. I love Hunter Renfro as it is, yeah. but if, it, if Tom Brady goes there. Um, I, I, I tell you what, Nick Foles is an interesting one for the Patriots, actually, because if the Jags turn around <laughs> to the Patriots... No, I, I'm being really serious. Yeah. If, I've if seen the it. Patriots, if the Jags turn around to the Patriots and say, "Okay, we'll give you a second round pick and um, Nick Foles for you to eat his cap," basically, um, do they say no? No. Don't. Super Bowl experience, game manager. You look get, at, get look a at pick, how he get won. A second round pick. As well. It's an absolute Belichick move, and they'd have him for five years, and he'd win three Super Bowls. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know about that because he's a garbage QB. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, I, they're just going to surround him with people who can do a load of dump offs, win games on defense. They they know that division's not good, so they can get through it, and then they know how how the defense wins in the playoffs. Uh-huh. It's Belichick all over it. You, I know exactly what they do. I mean, Nick Foles, it's exactly what Nick Foles did in the Super Bowl run. Yeah. So, yeah, I could imagine that. But that isn't news. Yep. That's that's fantasy. <laughs> it's not fantasy. It's just something it I could see. It's, it's a place where I could see him going. Um, or I could, could you imagine Jameis Winston in New England? Bill Belichick would like pull his hair out with Jameis Winston. <laughs> So it's just not going to happen, that, is it? You need yeah. somebody, like you say, who's a game manager, not somebody who, who sees some colours and, and has got a really good arm on him. Um, he, Jameis, I've just, I've just picked him up in, in the draft and uh, I I like him for fantasy, but, oh, God, I, if he played for the Cowboys, I'd go mad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't rely on him. Well, that, um, I know we went off subject, but that wraps up our <laughs> news segment um, for the week. We've got some listener questions, actually. So let me just um, get them up. And then after that, we're going to take a look at last year's rookies. So yeah. that could be interesting. Um, we have a couple of questions. I'm just trying to find them. Oh, from the current rookie class, who do you see making the biggest impact in their first season? Out outside of the top five picks. It just this is a general question. So, um, I mean, for me, it's going to be Swift or Jonathan Taylor because they're just going to get they're, they're going to get put into a situation where they're they're going to get a load of the ball. They're going to get trusted. Um, I, the person I'd like to see would be Tua. I'd like to see Tua get some game time and get in a decent situation and 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 be fantasy relevant. Um, outside of that, a little favourite would be Cam Akers. Yeah, just, I, I just think he's he, he, I just think he's incredible. What he did at the combine, um, he's done it behind a bad O line, terrible O line. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I think regardless of situation, he will. He will. You'll get fantasy numbers out of him, but I think he's going to get drafted high. I think you're hit the nail on the head. Really, I, 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 wide receivers tend not to produce in their first season. I mean, last year was a bit of a 
a lie in that term, but um, it, it generally they don't produce in their first season. So I, I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor, Dobbins, Swift, um, all of these guys, Acres. Um, AJ Dillon's one to look out for. I've seen he had a very good combine and he's risen like massively in pe- on people's draft boards. So yeah. um, just keep an eye out on AJ Dillon, see where he lands. I mean, somebody, lands key as well. not going not to produce, but somebody who's had a, a decent combine who's, who's rising up draft boards just on that is Peoples Jones. Loads of people yeah. started talking about him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I can see him. And, I, and Darrington Evans is rising up boards. I know that isn't the question. Um, but he's somebody I brought up on the, last week before the, uh, before the combine, and, and he smashed it. His 40 time was great. His, all of his drills he did well in. So he, he's somebody who I can see being either a, a really good handcuff or he might get put in a good situation depending on who gets drafted where. Great. Um, so this is number. Give us your second year breakout wide receiver and tight end. Um, I'm going to go with tight ends. So I, I kind of said it earlier. Actually, I, I, I think Foster Moreau is going to be massive breakout tight end next year, um, and I, I think he'll steal the job from Darren Waller. It's a big shout. Um, yeah, I like it. Oliver, well, he was, he was stealing about. the touchdowns. He was stealing the touchdowns. Yeah. Um, what's, his, what's his blocking like? I know that's not fantasy relevant, but it is a reason for him being on the field. Whereas uh, I think yeah, they, they, they put Waller in does. everything. Yeah, yeah. He, he needs to work on his blocking. Um, but in that regard, I'll have a beer bet with you now that Foster Moreau outscores Darren Waller in fantasy next year. Oh yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. <laughs> right. Let me let me just write a bit of that tab. Because <laughs> I've got one for you in a sec. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Have you got a tight end? Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be Oliver, who we spoke about. Um, really easy to pick up uh, in non-tight end premium. You'd probably get them off waivers unless you're in the yeah. league with me. Um, or Jack, by the sounds of it, um, <laughs> yeah, we really like him. And I, I, I think we're we're going to see some outrageous production from Noah Fant this year. If we're talking about who takes a leap year two, you, this is probably the cheapest you're going to be able to get Noah Fant and Hawkinson. So oh, Hawkinson, man, I've got so many shares of TJ. Hawkinson. <laughs> I, I hated that landing spot. I really did. Yeah. But it's he's going to be in the league for a long, long time. Yeah, and he's going to be a starter in Detroit for as long as they decide to pay him. Yeah. Um. So you he, he will become really fantasy relevant at some point. Um. I don't like the landing spot, but that that will change. Noah fan is. I, I, I think he's second favourite target for, for Drew Locke, who is my bae. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we know that. Lead to, <laughs> that'll lead me on to my beer bet with him. Uh, I'll, I'll have that with you later. But um, okay. yeah, uh, that, that'd be mine. Noah Fant is the one who's going to make the biggest leap or difference from year one to year two. And one to watch for more production would be Oliver. Um, my wide receiver is going to be Jalen Hurd for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, he um, stole him. <laughs> sorry? That's who mine was. So I'll change uh, mine. Uh, um, no, I say it because Emmanuel Sanders, I don't, I don't think is going to be back there. Um, they've obviously got Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Um, Jalen Hurd's very, he, this guy's very athletic. He can play multiple positions. I mean, he could be a tight end as well. So yeah. he's a big lad. Um, I mean, he was on IR, I think, most of last year. So, he yeah. didn't, didn't get to see him. But he's had that whole year to learn the system. Um, and I think Jalen Hurd. I mean, I couldn't believe it. In the Steve Rains Dynasty League, um, someone had dropped him to waivers. I don't know who it was, because I haven't looked back. But 
I just searched for him, saw he was a free agent, and I just picked him up and stashed him on my IR spot in that league for the rest <laughs> of the year. Um, I couldn't believe my luck. Um, so, I, I, for me, he's going to be a sneaky breakout guy next year. Do you know what my favourite thing with him is? Because I, I saw him a bit in pre-season last year, and he was he was electric for them in pre-season. Like there was more talk about him than uh, Debo, yep. and it was the way he finished. He finished like a running back. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he ploughed through people. He's physical. I know he's been on IR all year, but it was the fact he could go up high, point the ball, catch it, and once he's on the deck, he's finishing. It. He's running through people. So he's yeah he. He is a really cheap buy as well at the moment. Like you say, you picked him up on, on waivers for free. I picked him up as like um, the equivalent of a fourth round rookie pick um, yep. in a deal. Um, somebody offered me a fourth round, and I said, I said no, I'll take her. And they said yeah. So um, as part of a deal with with Hunter Henry and a, a first and a few ones in back to basics. So yeah, I I, I really like that one. Mine will be Hunter Renfro if uh, Brady goes to the to the Raiders. Um, he he showed up a little bit last year, but he's going to yep. get a load of work in the slot, regardless of who goes there. Um, he he's going to be a big one for this year, and yeah, he's my like I say, Heard was probably my my first thought, and then Renfro because um, yeah, we we both like him. Can we do tight? Uh, can we do QBs as well? Yeah, well, why not? Asked. We'll do it while we're here. Yeah, mine's um, Drew Lock. Go on then. Go. Yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, I, I just really like the situation. I like like what he's brought to to Denver. When you look at how Denver drafted QBs since Elway went in, it's been a, a shit show. It's been horrific. But this guy, he's got the big arm that Elway wants. And he also seems to have got the respect from other people within there. Um, there's a big talk of he, he's getting mentored by Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. I really like that situation. I, I've got him to be a top 16 QB this year for fantasy. Wow. <laughs> That's my beer bet. A top 16, did you say? 15? Yeah, 16. So I'm not off. taking you. I'm not. I'm not taking you on that because I could see he's got. A, he's got a big arm. Yeah. I'm um, Jamie. I, I think. I think they're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round to go with Sutton. Um, I agree. And I really loved. I think we didn't get into it actually. I they absolutely stole AJ Boye from the Jaguars. A fourth round pick. <laughs> I must give about him. the little. Sorry. Um, the, what are they paying him? What's his What's his cap? No, yeah. he's on a big contract, I, I believe, but a full round pick. Jesus Not Christ! Um, my QB is going to be Daniel Jones, and the reason being, um, I, I I think we saw what he could be. I think he's going to be a good QB in the NFL at the NFL level. Um, yeah. Does it both with his arm and his feet, which is great for fantasy. Yeah. Um, uh, the only thing with Daniel Jones is, and it's something he's going to have to work on on the off-season, is the fumbling issues, because he has a lot of fumbling issues and he needs to look after the ball better. But for first for, a, for his first season in the NFL as a rookie, I thought, I mean, he surprised me. I did not want Daniel Jones at the Giants. He surprised <laughs> me. He surprised me. And um, I, I'm a fan of Daniel Jones now. So uh, And for fantasy, because you get both the him like the throwing and the the running with the ball, I, he, he's great for fantasy. I think he, I, I I think Daniel Jones will be a top fifteen quarterback in fantasy next year. I'm thinking up the bet is I I think Drew Locke is a higher fantasy QB than Daniel Jones next year. And you're going to take me up on it because Daniel Jones is, he'll do more running than Drew Lott. That's my theory. Um, oh, I 
Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> I, I really like Drew Lock as well. You know I do. And Drew Lock's yeah. got a cannon of an arm. And if they give him another weapon like Judy or CD Lamb, um, yeah, it's, it's, the better's half, isn't it? Let's let's park it then. We we'll park it. I, I don't, it's, a, it's a good bet. It's a good bet. But I, I know they're, um, you know, we're we'll park it. We're we'll park it. Um, <laughs> and we've got one more question here. Which potential later round wide receivers are in with a chance of being fantasy relevant in September? So I'm guessing that means this year's draft class. I, I'm going to start us off with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Heard of him, Tim? Yes. Comes out, comes out of Michigan. Um, if you look at the um, athletics, athletic scores on the next-gen stats, Donovan Peoples-Jones is up there with Henry Ruggs and Denzel Mims. Um, yeah. As one of the top three in this class. Um, run a 4.448 um, in the 40. Um, I just he, he played under a very bad quarterback in Michigan. So you didn't really get to see how good he could be. But I think at the NFL level, I, I, I think he's going to be a I think he's going to be a third or a fourth round pick. Um, but he's, he's, he's a reliable guy. He's a big receiver. Um, he's very clever with his feet. Um, I just, I, I really, I think he has, landing spot's key, yeah? So I, I think if he lands somewhere decent, he has the potential to be fantasy relevant come September. I like it. I like it. I, m- I mentioned Peoples Jones earlier on. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I'm, um, I'm struggling to find anything, any, anything with that. I mean, from a from a from a fantasy point of view, I think he I think he can be relevant. I think he, he's he's got the potential to be drafted late on and get into a good situation. Yeah, it's it's a good pick. It's it's just the landing spot. Landing spot's key with any of these guys. Yeah, com- completely agree. Um, you got anyone you like? I I struggled with this question. If I, if I'm being completely honest, um, just be, just because out outside of a lot of the people that we've mentioned over the weeks, I I haven't got I haven't got somebody who I. Who I see going really late from a from a running back point of view. I've mentioned Darren Darrington Evans a lot um, because I see him getting drafted late on, and I think it'd be relevant. But from a wide receiver point of view, because it's so loaded, and you can see them going really early on, I I haven't I'm struggling with it. Being completely honest. Okay, mate. Well, sorry, Reese. Um, Tim let you down there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was um, thanks for the questions, guys. And um, yeah, just hit us up with some more. Right, Timo, we're going to look at these 2019 rookies. I don't know how far we're going to go. We'll see how long we go for. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just look at fantasy pros, current ADP, where they're going in drafts. I mean, we, me and you have done some start-up mocks already, so we know where yeah. these guys are sort of going. Um, I, I, I mean, I've got some of these players ranked higher than what they actually are on fantasy pros, but we can get into that as well. Um, so, the first player from the 2019 class, rookie, is um, Josh Jacobs at pick 20. So, that's currently RB11. And the guys going around him, either side. So you've got Travis Kelsey and Leonard Fournette, the other side, uh, so 18 and 19. And then it's Lamar Jackson and Kenny Golladay, 21 and 22. Um, I personally have him above Leonard Fournette. Um, I'm just going to have a look at the other guys that are above him at a minute. See, I, I've he's, got him above. He's I, around I, Derek Henry, isn't he? Well, I've certainly got him above Derek Henry. But um, <laughs> I, let's not go there again. <laughs> um, and I, I, I've actually got him above Aaron Jones as well. So, um, yeah, I'm not. 
I, I fucking hate Matt LaFleur. He, do, he does my head in for fantasy. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think Josh Jacobs has taken a step forward this year. I know they re-signed um, Jane and Richard to a contract. But they've come out they come out yesterday, I believe it was, saying that Josh Jacobs is going to see more work in the passing game. I, I think that's true. I think he can do it all. Um, and if Tom Brady was to go there, I think that'd be a great move for Josh Jacobs. If Tom Brady goes there, I think you end up seeing more split. So you end up with Richard as like Burkhead or uh, or you see Jacobs in the Sony Michelle role. And I know that that's talking about Tom Brady being taking a Belichick system away with him. But I I, I do think you, you're not going to put weapons downfield for Tom Brady. It doesn't make sense. No. So you, you are going to load him up with two backs. And sell Terrell Williams. <laughs> yeah, if that happens, absolutely sell him. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a Josh Jacobs fan. Um, and, and this is just one of my irrational things. I just don't like him. I don't know if it's his face, just the way he <laughs> runs. Um to me, and this is purely subjective, because I'm not a massive Miles Sanders fan, but that's more of the spot that he's in. If you put Miles Sanders in that situation, I think he's more productive, and it is because he's much better with his hands. He's a little bit more elusive. Um, yeah, I just don't see Josh Jacobs as a as a tier one talent. Um, I think I agree with your Miles Sanders statement. If you yeah. put Miles Sanders in the Raiders, um, I, I think Miles Sanders is a better all-round player. But Miles Sanders is not in that situation. He's in a yeah. situation where they like using twenty thousand running backs, <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 that's it. But to me, it, around there, I'm, I'm I am probably going to take Fournette. I'm not a huge Fournette fan. I'd probably look at somebody a little bit further down. Um, it's close before that. It is very close before that with me, but I've certainly got him above Derek Henry and Aaron Jones. Um, and everyone knows my reasoning for Derek Henry. I'm not going into it again. Um, yeah. Aaron, and my reasoning for Aaron Jones is Matt Lafleur's a moron. Um, he's like <laughs> he's like Adam Gaze, um, an absolute moron. So um, I, I like Jones. I'm, I'm a big fan of Jones. I thought I thought. I mean, you take the touchdowns away last year. Like obviously nowhere near as good, but he got them, and he was spe- he was spectacular against the Cowboys last year. Not difficult, obviously, but he, to me, he's he's got that upside, and I just don't know how much upside Josh Jacobs got. So I'm always going to bet on on th- that upside of, of of Aaron Jones getting a load of touchdowns, being able to to sidestep a lot of people because he's he's with that ball in his hands, he's quick. So he does get a load of goal line work. Um, he's got a great sidestep. So, yeah, I'd, I'd take Jones over him every time. But that's me. I'm, I'm weird. <laughs> um, all right, we'll move on to our next rookie then. So we're going to go take a look at Miles Sanders. So he's currently getting Fantasy Pros rankings. He's going at pick 30 overall, which is RB15. Um, I'll let you into what well, Adam Robinson is that at 29 and Mark Andrews is at 31. But I'll let you, the running backs, so RB14 is Chris Carson, RB13 yeah. is Austin Eckler, um, and RB12 is Todd Gurley. I'm taking Miles <laughs> Sanders above all of them. Yeah, I can see that. I hate, I, I just absolutely know <laughs> everyone's taking him really early. I mean, I, I saw him go, I think he was sixth or seventh running back off the board in one draft. That's stupid. I, I've, I've seen him go at the back end of a of, of the first round in a 16-man. I, I think he's round about... I, I don't agree with this RB15 on Fantasy Pros. I, I would no. have him round about RB11, 12, personally. Um, mm. I'm worried about Gurley. That's... You know, there's, there's, you know, you can't get away from that. The, the, as much as people don't want to think Darrell Henderson is going to be a thing, um, they draft. I'm taking Gordon. I'm, I'm taking Melvin Gordon over him. Sorry so to interrupt. You take Melvin Gordon over what? Not knowing the situation where he's going to land, etc. Yeah, 
because if you're if you're taking Mel, Melvin Gordon, you're Mel- taking Mel- him to be your running back one, and I Mel- I, I genuinely can't I, I don't I don't see running back one production out of Miles Sanders across the season. He started doing it towards the end, but he had no wide receivers, and then Jordan Howard was just coming back. They even tried to sign Jai. They got Jai back, right? You know what he's going to do, right? And everyone's going to draft Miles Sanders really high. And I'm telling you now, they'll they'll either draft another running back just to wind up everyone who does fantasy, or they'll take one of the free agents. They'll do something stupid, and everyone's going to draft Miles Sanders in RB10, and he and he won't get that production. I'd I'd I'll. I took a beer back that he's not wide receiver 15 production next year. Running back. Sorry, yeah. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't take Melvin Gordon because I don't know the situation currently. Um, if yeah. I knew Melvin Gordon was staying with the Chargers, I would. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'd need to know Melvin Gordon's situation. Um, but certainly, I mean, I've got him. I know Jamie loves Austin Eckler, but I, I think the Chargers will use a tandem of Eckler and Justin Jackson next year. Um, Justin Jackson should be someone people target in very late on in drafts. I put a little tweet out earlier, um, yeah. little running back. Um, Chris Carson, again, I know Jamie loves Chris Carson. I like Chris Carson. I think he's a very, very good running back. He's a violent running back, but he um, he has injury concerns. He that I as much fumbles. as as much yeah fumbles and. Pete Carroll hates fumbles, and as much as we don't want Rashad Penny anywhere near that team, they they drafted him in the first round. So I mean, I I just I don't know, um, but I just go. I, I would have him above all three of them guys: Gurley, Eckler, and uh, Chris Carson. That's just me personally, and Melvin Gordon as well. Uh, so we move to the next one, rookie, um, which is AJ Brown. So it's wide receiver. Um, he's currently going at pick 35 and he is wide receiver 15 off the board. Um, so I'll take a look at the next wide receiver going after him, which is Juju Smith-Schuster. And then you've got Cooper Cup at 17. Um, yep. And just before him, you've got Cortland Sutton and Alan Robinson. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a big AJ Brown fan. I really like AJ Brown. But I want all four of them other guys above him. I, I agree. I'm a huge AJ Brown fan, but with Tannehill throwing to him and Corey Davis in the mix as well, let's not get me started on Corey Davis, but <laughs> you're just going to get far more production out of those guys. Cortland Sutton is match up proof, we said. Yeah. Um, well, he is. He proved it last it, year. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Jamie. I know you don't like that one either, but <laughs> he, he proved it last year. He's not here. We can say what we want. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, you you taking those guys before him, and there's there's actually a there's a few after as well. Um, I'm probably t- I'm probably taking Diggs. Um, I would take. And, I'm not taking Devonte Parker at 18. I don't like that at all. No, at wide receiver 18. Sorry. No, I would cer- I would certainly take Stefan Diggs above AJ Brown. Interested to see that people are taking him above Cooper Cup. I, I think that's stupid, and I yeah. think that goes on. How Cooper Cup finished the season? Um, yeah, because that's the thing with fantasy. I think a lot of people play it, and then they all they seem to remember is the last sort of four weeks of the year <laughs> before. No, they do, and it's just you know, it's, it's it was one of the things with Derek Henry the year before when he went off for them last four games or whatever. Um, it's just like yeah, but doesn't catch the ball. Great, yeah, he had a, he had a fantastic season. But again, I'm not going down that route. But um, it's just people only seem to sort of remember what happened in the last four weeks and. I, I think that's what you get, you're getting with AJ Brown. I love him as a player. I think he's a brilliant player. And he was my number one wide receiver. I hated the landing spot. I still hate the landing <laughs> spot. So. Yeah, it's recency bias. That's why Nicole Hardman is, is starting to rise up draft boards, which yep. doesn't make sense. So, but we'll get um, into that. So, we will go to our next rookie, which is pick 44. And it's RB19. And it's Devin Singletree. Massive Devin Singletree for family. I, I I was calling this all last season. I was saying go and draft him. He will be the number one running back for Buffalo by week. I, I, was, yeah. saying, I was saying week six, um, something like that. Um, 
Now, the players that are going around him are Kenyon Drake at running back. Sorry. So, we've got Kenyon Drake, Mark Ingram um, at 17 and 18. And at 20, we've got Le'Veon Bell and Marlon Mack at 21. If I... anyone wants to take a message off this, by the way, it, yep. it's, to, it's to drop Singletary. Right. Or buy Singletary. Because that ADP is far too. too low yeah, I don't for, think you for that output. Too. Yeah, but you can, I, I, you can clearly draft him. You can draft him higher than his ADP now, or you can draft him around his ADP and get a load of value for your pick. I, I've certainly got him above Kenyon Drake and Mark Ingram, put it that way. Um, and I've got him above Le'Veon Bell. Marlon Mack's a hard one because I, I like Marlon Mack, the player. He, he plays behind a great O line. Problem with Marlon Mack is, again, he, he, Marlon Mack is Derek Henry, doesn't catch the ball. And yeah. Marlon Mack. Well, sorry, Marlon Black doesn't catch the ball, but and he can, he has a lot of injury concerns, but he plays behind a fantastic O line. Yeah, in the un, unreal O line, um, <clears throat> loads of RPO with with Josh Allen. And, no, I'm, and, talking, I'm talking I about Marlon Mack. Sorry, oh, Marlon Mack. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, I I would have Marlon Mack. I think I would take Marlon Mack just above Devin Singletree, but oh, I, I, I I I'm a big Singletree fan. Sorry. Do you know? And my, my thing with Mac is, is they could quite easily draft a running back with catching ability. Oh and, yeah, they could. And, they and, could. If they draft if, Cam Akers. Oh yeah. Uh, now you're talking. I'm taking Cam Akers above Marlon Mack if that's the case. Um, yeah. yeah. What I don't see from Marlon Mack is if you draft Cam Akers, I don't see a Kamara and Ingram type one-two punch. Um, no. I, I see a load from Akers and I don't see enough. I don't see Ingram-type production um, from from Mac. I mean, Ingram's a, a better running back. But, yeah, not a huge Mac fan. And there was talk about him being replaced. And I don't know. The, the, to me, he's, he's not... I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him over Singletary. I mean, Singletary, I've got him a lot higher. Than this, I'm going to do my 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 running back rankings after this because I'd I'd I'd, I'd take a gamble on again because I'm talking upside on Singletary over Miles Sanders, and that's not upside on talent. That's on that's on that's based on situation. Because yeah. this time last year, we 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 would say it week in week out. Well, I wouldn't because I wasn't on it. But if I was, we'd have said. You don't touch running backs with Doug Peterson. You don't. And I didn't see enough last year that says to me, um, Miles Sanders is going to be a top 10 running back. Or, but Miles, Miles Sanders is your Derek Henry, isn't it? So. Yeah, he, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, I've, I've not been complimentary about any of these rookies, really, um, other, than, other than Singletary. I love the situation he's in at Buffalo. He's, he's had the ability to, to learn a little bit behind Frank Gore. Um, and that's now his backfield. We're, we're going to see, again, the, I think the production from where he's at now to where he will be by the end of, end of next year, it'll be, it'll be poles apart. I think, like you said with Kerry on last year, he's got the ability to, make, to drop, drop into the top 10 for me. Yep. Um, no, I can certainly see it. I, I agree with you. But um, I, I, I do, I, I just say, I, I liken Marlon Mack to... Derek Henry, and if anyone wants to know where I've got Derek Henry, I've just basically told you who I liken him to. So <laughs> it's in this range, and I'm not going to I'm not going to bullshit around it. Um, yeah. So we'll move on to the next one, which is an, is a wide receiver. So we are pick fifty. <laughs> this is a pick fifty in the startup, and it would be wide receiver twenty three according to Fantasy Pros, not me or Tim. Um, and it's DK Metcalf. So, <laughs> at wide receiver 22, we've got Robert Woods. At wide receiver 21, we've got Calvin Ridley. Um, and then the other side is wide receiver 24, T.Y. Hilton. And wide receiver 25 is DJ Chark. Adam Thielen at wide receiver 26 is interesting as well. Um, I, I think this is DK's spot. I, I, I don't really disagree with it. I like I, it. Um... I, I, I would have him here and I, I would have the other two above him that are above him and I would have the other two behind him that are behind him yeah 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely on board with that. Um, he's, he's he's making a claim to be the wide receiver one for the Seahawks. Yeah, you, you're going to see around about that production. Um, he he's he's one that's got the ability to to outperform his ADP. Certainly, yeah, no, definitely. Um, if he if he carries on where he left off the season, and 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 again, I I think you've seen him drafted quite high. I've seen him drafted high. I've seen him drafted at number nine overall, which is ludicrous. Number nine overall. Yeah. Not wide receiver nine. No. Number nine overall. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is whoever's done that, you must be a Seahawks fan and have a DK Metcalf tattoo because <laughs> like, that's, that's outrageous. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I've, I've seen him go before Julio Jones, which I thought was bad. That, that's wow. Outrageous. Really? Yeah. You've seen him go above? Wow. Um, there's not much to say about DK. DK I, I didn't like DK last year. I'm not going to pretend I did. I, I said he'd be Kevin White in the NFL. I, I think DK went into the perfect landing spot for him um, because the Seahawks desperately needed a wide receiver. It, it was a perfect landing spot. You, as landing spots go, you cannot get better than where he went to. Yeah. Um, I still have concerns with him, but I, I don't hate where he's going. I, 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 this is the range where I would take him. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd, I'd pick him up there. No issues with it whatsoever. Who's next? So next up on our list is pick 64, and this is wide receiver 29. It's scary Terry McLaurin for the Washington Redskins. Um, so pick 28, uh, wide receiver 28, sorry, you've got AJ Green. And at wide receiver 27, you've got Julian Edelman. Um, and then the other side, at wide receiver 30, you've got Jarvis Landry. And at wide receiver 31, you've got Michael Gallup. Now, this is interesting. Ooh. I probably would have Jarvis above him. Yeah. Even though Terry McLaurin's the wide receiver one on that team. Um, I just don't trust the team. Um, he was great, Terry McLaurin. He really was great. <laughs> but... I had him. I did an article for ninety nine yards last year, and I had him before the season as a twenty, as a basically as a breakout candidate, someone that could break out on their team. Yeah. Um, my main reason being for that was Dwayne Haskins was his quarterback in college, but he looked better with Case Keenan than Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> so um, I. I really like Michael Gallup as well, so this is quite a hard one for me. But I would, I, I think I've, I've, I've no issue with the other two above him, Edelman or AJ Green. Um, but I've probably got Jarvis Landry above him as well. You, you picking AJ and Edelman above, above him. Terry McLaurin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ Green is going to get franchise tag. We didn't mention that in the news, but he's going to get franchise tag by the Bengals. And he, he he could be on for a big year last year. He's, he's rested, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, AJ Green's. A, let's not forget he's a great wide receiver. Yeah, um, and I, I mean great as well. He's not he's not good. AJ Green's a great wide receiver. Yeah, um, agreed. Julian Edelman. Does he take a dip? What if Foles go? Like we said earlier, what if Foles go there? I I don't think Edelman takes a dip because that's who Foles likes to pass to. Let's not forget he likes the. The slot guy, the underneath guy. Um, yeah, he does. So I don't, I don't think that would hurt Edelman. I, 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 the only thing I could see hurting Edelman is someone like a Jameis going there, but that's not going to happen. So, happen. no. So, I, I mean, in truth, we're both in agreement that Brady goes back there. Um, <laughs> but I, I've probably got Jarvis Landry above him, and uh, me and you, well, we had the beer bet that we thought Jarvis would outscore Odell last year, so... Um, I know we both like Odell uh, Jarvis, and I say I'm a massive Michael Gallup fan as well. He, he, I don't, I don't know what Gallup's ceiling is. I think he's great. I don't know how much higher he goes than this. And my thing with McLaurin is, is he hit, he's hitting this ADP with a terrible head coach, 
with a terrible team and with two god awful quarterbacks. Um, I think that can change. Riviera, Riverboat Ron is a great coach, and he's. I think he's going to. I I think you can see more production out of him. So I think he's one for a candidate if 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 you care about where you're going to draft somebody and then what value you could get later on. So if you if you draft Edelman or AJ Green at this position on the draft board, you ain't getting rid of them. You are not getting any additional value. So for people who look at who they're going to pick, and I also I I pick for win now all the time. Me and you have this conversation a lot. Um, I'll, I'll pick win now and I'll I'll keep Edelman on my bench till he till sleeper deletes him. Right? If if yeah. I if I win lose, knowing I'm not going to get a trade for him. Um, but if you if you're if you if you I don't know last year I I drafted Andrew Luck in the third round and then literally an hour later he retired and so <laughs> I I I knew in one particular draft that I was probably going to have to draft some other people for future and try and do a, a rebuild mid draft if that makes sense because it was super flex. Um, I'd, I'd probably take McLaurin in that sense, but that's a really rare sense. I like McLaurin. I think he will outperform his ADP. I think next year we'll be looking at him a couple of rounds higher and competing with other people. He, he's got upside of competing with people like Cortland Sutton if every vote wrong gets this right. Um, but I am, I'm taking him ahead of Gallup, and I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, I think I think his spot and the people around him is right. I do like Jarvis ahead of him now. Saying that, I'd, I'd take Landry. <laughs> I'd take Landry over them all, just for the amount of targets he gets. All right, we'll move on to the next one. It's not that much further down, to be fair. It's um, it's Kyler Murray. So this is pick sixty-eight in the start, and this is QB six. So the QBs going around him at five, we've got Dak Prescott, and at four, we've got Russell Wilson, and then at QB seven, it's Jameis, and at QB eight, it's Josh Allen. Um. I don't hate that. I, I don't. Um, I, I don't really have much to say on it. I, I don't. Kyler Murray is the perfect fantasy quarterback. He throws the ball. He runs the ball with his legs. Um, he. I think he could have a massive upturn this year, um, yeah. fantasy wise as well. So I, 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 I'm certainly not taking him above the two that are above him there. And, but I would take him over the other two that are below him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't much to say about it. He, yeah, I, I, I've, I've spoken about upside with a lot of people. His upside is top three QB, yeah, for fantasy because he runs just as much as Deshaun Watson, if not more. Um, and he's running for his life, like we said he would be last year, and he did it so well, like ridiculously well. The, the guy's got a cannon of a right arm. His upside's top three, but you can't bank on that now. Uh, I'm, I am taking Dak above him. I think Dak's yeah. proven himself to be um, that QB in that space. I think Jamie'd probably take Kyler above Dak. He sees Dak as a risk, probably because of the contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, don't, I think Dak's, Dak's been like top five or six QBs last Jamie'd probably trade his draft pick away. He <laughs> <laughs> trade his draft pick away and then get then then he pick up Josh Allen later on. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, so we move on because there's not much to say about Kyler. Um, it's pick seventy six and it's wide receiver thirty three off the board. This is Debo Samuel. Um, so we go one side of him. We have got John Brown at wide receiver thirty two, and we have got Michael Gallup at wide receiver thirty one, and then. The other side is Tyler Boyd at wide receiver 34 and Christian Kirk at wide receiver 35. Right. Now, this is going to get confusing. I've got Tyler Boyd <laughs> above Michael Gallup, all of them, basically. Debo, Michael Gallup, and John Brown. Um, and so let's go back to Debo. I would have, <laughs> Debo. I would have Debo above John Brown. Um and Michael Gallup as well. So I would probably have it Tyler Boyd, Debo, Kirk, Gallup, 
Brown. That's my I've, I've got Sorry. Kirk above Boyd. <laughs> wow. Um, boards rising up draft boards because of Burroughs and he's. But I, I think what we're forgetting is what the man we just mentioned a minute ago, which was AJ Green. He's he's gonna he's gonna take he's gonna take a load of share away from Boyd. Christian Kirk is going to be the wide receiver one at the Cardinals in a, in an air raid offense. Um, so I've got Kirk above him. I, I like Debo's spot here. I'm probably I'm taking Kirk and I'm taking Boyd above him. Um, just because the 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 Forty Niners are going to run the ball and they're going to run a, run the ball a lot and Debo's going to get some of the jet sweep runs, but I, th- I think there's, th- there's a couple too many mouths to feed, whereas in the offence with the Cardinals and Bengals, I'll take those two above him, and I'm taking Kirk because I, I, I like the upside there. At some point, he's going to take the wide receiver one, and he's going to take all the shares that, that Larry Legend gets, because at some point, he will retire him and Frank, or probably in 2040. Um, we'll take a look at a couple more because we've nearly gone for half an hour already <laughs> I thought we'd go <laughs> um, so we'll go to this is pick 84 it's wide receiver 37 off the board and it's Hollywood Brown for the Baltimore Ravens um, so uh, wide receiver 36 we've got Mike Williams and at wide receiver 35 we've got Christian Kirk as we discussed in the fantasy <laughs> pros rankings Um at wide receiver 38, we've got Robbie Anderson. And at wide receiver 39, we have Sterling Shepard. Uh, I'd probably take Robbie Anderson over Hollywood Brown, but that's it. I, I, I don't hate him. At, well, I don't hate him around this spot, put it that way. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I don't hate that. I, I don't hate the landing spot. I am taking. I'm taking other people above him. Mike Williams is is somebody who, again, he's gonna he's gonna outperform his his ADP big time if certain people go there. If Jameis goes there, um, then fire me up some Mike Williams, because um, I think that's a, I think that's the spot for for Jameis. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Hollywood Brown fan. Um, Jason mentioned on the Devi podcast the, the amount of people who run a sub, what was it, sub 4-4 four, four speed wide receivers yeah. don't make it to the top 20 wide receivers. I think it was something along the lines of that. I think Tyreek Hill is the anomaly in there. Um, I, the way that that offence is set up, I just don't see him getting Tyreek style shares. It's just not It's not going to be the Ravens. Um I think that they surprised everyone the first few games of the season, and then you didn't see too much of Hollywood Brown after that. So to me, yeah, I'm, I'm drafting a couple of people, and maybe some people below him, above him. I'm letting people pick him up because he's he's Hollywood Brown, and he's quite exciting to watch. And for some reason, people buy into that in fantasy. And. I think we're end it here because this is a good ending point. Actually, we spoke about this player earlier, um, and then we'll we'll do some more next week because I'm quite interested to get a bit further on than this. But we've gone for half an hour already tonight. But um, <laughs> we'll end it here because it's a good ending point. So it's Noah Fan. It's our first tight end, um, oh. and he is currently going at pick 103, and that is tight end 11. So at tight end 10, you've got Tyler Higby, and at tight end nine, you've got Jared Cook. Um, and then at tight end 12, you've got Dallas Goddard. And oh, I've got to go down the list here. At tight end 13, you've got TJ Hawkinson. Now, I'm a massive TJ Hawkinson fan. Um, but I've got no fan above all of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm staggered that people have drafted Dallas Goddard above him. And, and Goddard is a fantastic tight end and will be. Yeah, but Ertz is still there. So you're talking about. Well, he's going. going he's to got to be fair. Goddard's going at tight end twelve. So, so people are drafting him over over TJ Hawkinson, which I don't get. But right, whatever. Yeah. No. Um, but um, Higby I, I, over him. 
I would have Noah Fant above Higby and Jared Cook. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably taking Noah Fant as, I don't know, tight end eight. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's around about that. that tight end cut, when, about eight and out nine the top four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who, who else was going above him? I find it staggering that. Well, this is not my list. This is so Hunter Henry's at eight. I, I, I'm not having him above Hunter Henry, and then Ingram's yeah. at seven, and I'm not having him. He is round about. I think him and Hawkinson are around about eight, nine, or ten. Yeah. But that, this is this is ADP, so people are drafting. Yeah. But Again, this me, is a lot I, of this is recency bias, him. isn't it? Yeah. A, a lot of it's recency bias. Jared Cook had a good end to the season, as, as did Tyler Higby. Um, but I, I, I'd want Fan and Hawkinson above both of them. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Huge ha- fan, fan. I thought he was brilliant last year. Yeah. Um, he was very sporadic, but for a first-year tight end, I, I think those numbers were, were, were fantastic. Definitely. But we're, um, we're, we'll continue this next week. It's um, been good, that, looking at that. But I think it's going to get more interesting next week when we get down <laughs> to a few more of the nitty-gritty players. Jamie getting involved. Yeah, Mr. Happy. With the 59th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Roberto Aguayo, kicker, Florida State. Yeah. Yeah. Kickers are second-rounders too, baby. Right, everyone, that time again. Famous, well, it's the famous Robbie Aguayo corner. I'm not going to do it justice because I'm useless at this. So um, it's either going to be a wide right miss or... Well, it's always going to be a miss. It might be, here, <laughs> but it's always going to be a miss on this pod. So, Timbo, what have you got? Yeah, I've got a miss. Um, and it's, it's people people stocking up outrageously for coronavirus quarantine. Um, if you've been to a supermarket in the last, I don't know, five days, six days, the, the soap dispensers, they're non-existent. Everyone's gone and bought them. Um, soups, everyone's had off all the soups um, I've, I've got a mate who bought 38 tins of soup um, he bought <laughs> eight, 8 soap dispensers he's a fucking idiot oh, Mike, so... you're listening, you're an idiot um, he's, people are just clearing out all of this yeah he is, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, can bring <laughs> you're, 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 <laughs> yeah you can bring some soup bring some rice um, hopefully he puts it in his hand luggage because he'll, he'll get strip searched oh, yeah, for get, having liquids. Get done, <laughs> and he'll get done at security, won't he? Yeah. Yeah. No liquids. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, everyone just calm down. I get it's scary. Um, but fuck me, just, just take a couple of extra bits home. Don't go and raid the supermarkets just yet. I get you've got to be planned. It's just a is daft. We're not, we're not in a state of emergency, and everyone's still working. And the 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 survival rate is like ninety seven percent of coronavirus. So just man up, don't worry about it until the worst case scenario happens, and don't fucking go and steal everything from the supermarkets because that pisses me off. No, I agree. <laughs> my my missus went food shopping couple of nights ago and she like i was like in the middle of playing a game on the xbox and she like phoned me up she's like oh, um, oh you're never gonna guess what i was like what like expecting something quite bad she's like oh there's no soap dispensers i was like i don't give a shit like <laughs> i do not give a shit like fuck off like i thought this was gonna be something serious and then so she got really arsy with me after that but um, I was like, so you drank a gin <laughs> yeah. standard but it's just fuck off like you know like I, I get it's serious. Um, it's something we all need to be a bit more careful with. But fuck me, like Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, if you didn't wash your hands before, why? Right? Exactly. F- fucking have, yeah, have some hygiene. Yeah. That's it. I get. I, I do quite a bit of travelling, so I'm susceptible to to getting it. 
and wash my hands like crazy, but I haven't gone and bought all of the soap in Cheshire, right? Stop it. That's well, it. I saw a stat out there saying that if you drink no loads of alcohol, that would kill it anyway. So I'm just planning on doing that. Get I'll have a whiskey after night. this then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got hit animus tonight. So I'll start with my hit, which is... Um, the the miss is quite funny though. Tim, I've been speaking to you about it anyway. But um, my um, my hit is doing the wrestling podcast tomorrow night, which will be fun. Looking forward to that. Make sure you check it out. It'll be on the Kickers Matter feed. Um, and my miss is so I got a friend just come out of a long relationship. Um, so I've also got another friend who's just going through a divorce. So um. The one that's going through the divorce turned around to me and said, "Oh, um, like I'm on this app. It's a dating app, blah blah blah. Um, it's called Bumble, something like that." I was like, "Oh, right, yeah. great." But, um, and um, I said to my other mate, Chris, I said, "Oh, um, I said, Chris, is, um, my mate has suggested you go on this app, blah blah blah. Like it's good. Um, you know, there's like, like loads of women on it, blah blah blah." The fucker got well within the space of 24 hours he's got five dates off of it um i'm not going to tell you <laughs> he's had these dates already i'm not going to tell you what's happened um, this, is a, this is a family show after all <laughs> but but um oh man he has not left me alone ever since i've shown you that he fucking texts me all the time oh what do you reckon on this one yes they're, they're all very nice women you know like very nice um just Fuck off! I don't care. Like I, I, I'm like engaged to be married. Like, fuck off! Like, leave me alone. I was just trying to help a friend out, and now you won't leave me alone. Um, so Chris, fuck off, please. <laughs> we're all like, jealous. Yeah, we're all jealous. <laughs> don't want to fucking know. Do one. <laughs> I, I I got my customer on it um, on on Bumble because I'd heard about it. So I I live my life through other people on dating apps. Um, <laughs> And the, the the beauty of Bumble is that they approach you, so you match, and they make the yeah. first conversation. That that that's the beauty yeah. of it. But he, uh, <laughs> bit of a bit of a lad, and he, um, there was about six of us having a drink. And what what he'd do is we'd have start off one conversation. Somebody would say the first line, and then if they yeah. responded, he'd pass his phone around, so we'd all get to have a go <laughs> on this conversation. <laughs> and, and and miraculously. Even though we're all idiots, he got he got like three or four dates that night. Um, yeah. Just just off that, he, he he was in Manchester for two or three days and had a great time. And then I, I saw him again. He's like, "That bumble's brilliant." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't care because because I because I can't care." So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're having date maps, fair play to you. Just don't tell me about it. Yeah, and um. <laughs> Bumble, if you want to come and sponsor the podcast at any time, you know, feel, feel free. What, well, I'm going I'm to tweet you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at kickers underscore matter and our website is kickersmatterfantasyfootball.co.uk. Um, but that is us done for the night. We are s- not sponsored by Manscaped. We, um, <laughs> because we don't sponsored by Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>